Hey everybody, welcome back to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real-life football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and each week we'll talk about the big roster moves, upsets, victories, and defeats from the past week in this league, and we will, of course, cover the side bets and any other tomfoolery the managers are up to, and what we're looking forward to this coming weekend. This is week six. Coming up, week five totally happened, and y'all, I have a win under my belt. I got my first win! Yeah! All right. Uh, Look out, everybody. Uh, Champ is back on his roll. Not really. Uh, I still have the second fewest points for in the league, and just happened to be playing the person with the fewest points for. But uh, let's let's talk about what what happened in our week five recap. So the word, well, I'll just repeat a word and, and you guys will figure this out. Uh, so Matt is now two and three. He knocked a nice win out against Pete, who's now also two and three, 127 to 109. Kyler Murray is continuing to improve the rookie quarterback and Amari Cooper and the San Francisco defense scored big for Matt as well. Pete lost. He lost despite 41 points from Aaron Jones. That's four touchdowns. Uh, Yeah, wow. So, uh, Pete, rough break there. Beej is now 4-1. He scored a whole lot of points against Scott, who's now 2-2-1, winning 131-97. The Philly D for Beej put up 37 huge points on the Jets. Adam Thielen and Dak Prescott did real good, too. Beej got the total of 131 points, despite having a negative one from one of his RBs, Jalen Samuels of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Scott, on the other hand, lost despite getting 41 huge points from Christian McCaffrey and 24 big points from Garner Menchu. Okay, medium big points. So, whoa. Whoa there, guys. A lot of uneven stuff, I guess. I don't know. Now, Drew. Drew is now 4-1 and one because he kept... Uh, his streak, I guess, alive. He's on a uh, four-game winning streak uh, with a win over Tom, who's now 2-2-1, two, two, and one, just like Scott. 121-96. to 96. Drew had Matty Ice with 37 big points against Houston and fairly solid performances across the roster, and he got that score despite not playing Will Fuller for 39 points in like a historically great wide receiver performance. And Tom lost despite having 51 points from Deshaun Watson. Come on on you guys this is a crazy thing it's a crazy week craig is now three and two with a big win over glenn who's now three and two 135 to 89 craig made getting the highest score of the week look ho-hum with solid performances across the roster and glenn lost despite having patrick mahomes because mahomes got gimped by the colts on primetime tv uh, we'll see how Mahomes does this week. Now, John, John is now four and one. He's he's near the top, if not at the top. Prevailing over Derek is now one and four, 108 to 101 in the closest game of the week. John had great showings to Tom Brady and pretty good showing from uh, Tyler Lockett, Calvin Ridley, Ezekiel Elliott, Todd Gurley. You know the rest. John's roster is stacked. Uh, Derek had really good stuff from Michael Thomas and Phil Lindsay. Go Broncos, getting their win. Sure, Derek was happy about that. John won despite not playing Russell Wilson who was a way better pick he had like way more points on the bench and john john was a superstitious uh son of a gun and decided to just uh sit russell wilson to aid the hawks in real life lastly i as i mentioned got my first one of the year yes uh against colin i'm now one and four colin's now one and four 
Uh, I beat him 83 to 64 measly points. I won despite not starting any player who started or who scored 20 points or higher. So everybody on my team sucked, but like consistently did okay. And Colin, uh, you know, because Colin had the the lowest score of the week by like a bunch. Um, sometimes you just look out in the matchup and you you're the second worst player and you play the worst player uh, that week. I don't mean Colin. Colin is a good fantasy football player as we've seen over past years. So uh, yeah, a lot of weird. I don't know if it's luck. I, maybe it's just streakiness. Maybe things are hitting that were finally promised, but it seemed like just a crazy week when looking at these scores. And people in general played their rosters well. What do I mean by that? I mean that there weren't a ton of points on the bench that like would have made the difference, right? Um, some people like John were already winning or already thought they were going to have a good win and sat Russell Wilson. You know, we had uh, a couple other people had points, but it wouldn't have made the huge difference. People are playing their rosters well, which is awesome. It's great to see. So uh, on to week six as we're starting to get on a roll here. Uh, you know, after a big week like that, uh, we, of course, have the transactions. And really, let's talk about the hindsight transaction of the week. Um, you know, I think I mentioned this on the chat, but Beach, uh getting the Philadelphia, the filthy Philadelphia D for $8 over Chris, Matt, and Glenn all for $4. I mean, Beach got 37 points from that D. That's that's just ridiculous. Um, and But I'll also make fun of him, as he recommended in the chat, because he picked up Jalen Samuels for 10, Samuels, rather, uh, for $10 over Collins 8 and Matt's 4, and you know what? Um, like, he got a negative 1. That was that was awful. Uh, I also honorable mentions to Scott getting Gardner Minshew, Jockstrap, King for $2, and Drew getting Will Fuller with a historic performance that he left on the bench for free. So, transaction of the week, uh, as I said, goes to Beach, but with the stinker Jalen Samuels attached to it, and honorable mentions to Scott and Drew with the uh, jockstrap king for $2, great performer, should be actually pretty good for a while, and uh, Will Fuller, even though he left him on the bench. So, uh, yeah, that was last week. This week, we've had a lot of transactions going on. It's the first big bye week of the year. And uh, people are tilting. People are making a lot of bids. So on the waiver wire, uh, Pete got Hunter Henry for $5 over Scott's zero. John got the Dallas D for $9 over Derek's eight. Matt's seven. Beach's five. Glenn's four. And Collins zero. So I hope that works out. Very hotly contested. Beach got Jared Goff for $12 over Pete's $11. Beat him by just a dollar. Uh, and Collins six. And Chris two. Uh, Pete got Chase Edmonds for $3 over Collins two. Uh, Glenn got the Washington team's D defense uh, for four dollars over matt's one dollar Derek got jared cook for four dollars over my bid of zero and i got gerald everett for eight dollars over pete's four so i probably overpaid speaking of overpaying we had some uncontested spending scott got marvin jones for three dollars pete got chase edmonds for three dollars uh and matt got the green bay d for two um actually no pete yeah he he was bid against Collins. so that scratch that but you know, Marvin Jones and Green Bay D could have gotten them for free gents, I guess. Speaking of free, uh, Derek got the Denver D. Go ponies. Uh, Chris got Jimmy G. That's me. Um, I got Mr. Handsome. Colin got Kirk 
Cousins, Captain Kirk. We'll see if he can do it again. John got Vance McDonald, finally dropping Rob Gronkowski. And Tom got the Jacksonville D. Craig got D.D. Westbrook for free. And J- Scott got Latavius Murray for free. So well done, everybody. If I'm going for Transaction of the Week, I'm probably going to say that it is Glenn getting the Washington defense for $4 over Matt's $1 because the Washington team, wow, they're bad. And their defense isn't great. But they're playing Miami, which is even worse. And this is just awesome. It is going to be some fun. I, I'm, I'm interested maybe even in watching that game. That is, that is just going to be super fun. I guess honorable mention, little ding to uh, John for Vance McDonald. Uh, and mostly just for dropping Gronk and getting that off his roster. So good job there. We'll see how it all works out. And in addition, you know, I'm recording this on Saturday. I did my notes the other day. Um, we had some other transactions that happened. So... Scott got Reggie Bonifon, the Carolina RB backup to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, Drew got Chris Thompson, the Washington pass-catching running back. We'll see how that works out against Miami. I got Josh Allen uh, stashing him for next week. And Beach got the New Orleans D dropping Philadelphia. And New Orleans is now going to be playing Jacksonville. So hopefully they can shut them down, or at least that is his hope. So, uh, yeah, we'll just have to see how it works out in week six. Looking ahead, looks like, uh, you know, a lot of close matches as usual per Yahoo predictions. Not that Yahoo predictions means a whole heck of a lot. Uh, Drew jumped out to a crazy big lead with the New England D over Matt. That that might hurt. Uh, And otherwise, things look within a few points, I would say, except for me facing Pete. Pete is in eighth place right now and is probably going to stump me um, because that's just my season this year. So I'm I'm just going to see what I can do and see if I can pull out a little magic here. But, uh, you know, who knows? Uh, it's, it's not just about the football. It's also about the fun. We had some side bet sidebar uh, action here. Derek finally caught up with the videos. I got to say, Derek, you might be the king of videos, D-Rock. Uh, that was wonderful. Wonderful vibe, catching some good positive vibes from you on that, and uh, excellent. He did a thing where he drank Miller High Life while holding up compliments for Drew, uh, you know, on pieces of paper, and that was that was real nice. In addition, it wasn't a bet; it was sort of a promise I made to myself on this podcast the other week. But I drank a bunch of strawberry banana goat milk kefir, kefir. I think it's kefir um, to celebrate my first ever win. I drank a half liter of the pink stuff. It hurt my tummy, and I slept weird, and it wasn't great. But, uh, you know, the promises you make to the Jay Cuddler are the ones you gotta do. Uh, otherwise, you know, we've had some uh, side bet stuff, I think, has taken a break. We tried to get a big side bet going with multiple people, and it just, you had to have full buy-in, and I'm not sure we had it. Um, but... Otherwise, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. I think it's it's a competitive week. Also, next week is potentially my rivalry week against Drew, so I'm sure we'll set something up uh, and and we'll we'll get that going. But I think it the season's starting to really hit its stride, and people are having a good time. So that's that's what I like to see. In GIF of the week, I'm gonna go with uh, the the GIF of oh my gosh, I had it and I lost it, and it's all the show. It is all the show, and I hope it I catch up. Yep. Yeah, okay. So Drew, honorable gift mention for uh, the Juju train conductor. I think he's having a lot of fun with that name this year. 
uh, that's super nice and uh, made me smile. But my full gift of the week, again, just making me laugh, uh, was Matt. Matt with not counting our chickens, John, and this little girl saying, "Look at all the look at all the chickens." It was it was really good. So I don't know. Maybe I'm just like a toddler and I just like childish things. But that one that one got me. So Matt, well played. And I'm so glad it worked out. We have one of our managers, Drew Rose. Uh, Drew, uh, join us for an interview. Here you go. Cool. Drew, Javalanche, welcome back to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest. Uh, thanks for making the time out of your busy schedule of winning all the time, you <laughs> jerk. Uh, first question, what's it like on top? How is it feeling this year to have the New England D and be riding high? <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for uh, all you do for the podcast. Oh, on, sure. On behalf of the rest of the league, it's a it's a fun listen every Sunday morning. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, feeling feeling pretty good in this one. <laughs> of course it is, you jerk. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. No, it's uh. I I was pretty uh pretty sleepy uh, during the draft, so I, I didn't know yeah. how it would quite shake out. But no um, kidding, it it helps to have a a defense that scores twenty four points a game. Yeah. Now, how old was your daughter on the day of the draft? Do you remember? Uh, she was yeah. She was ten days old. Ten so days still, old. So yeah. yeah. So your draft. Let's talk about your draft because you were sleepy, out of it. You showed up anyway. Uh, <laughs> great, great seeing you, man. Um, but you made well. what wound up to be some really good decisions. We've had some some high picks just totally tank. But mm-hmm. um, your first running back was Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. We, everybody thought he was an injury at risk. That's panned out. You picked you know Matt Ryan pretty early, and he's been great. Mm-hmm. You wound up getting Delaney Walker, one of the few tight ends that is, that's worked out. You haven't had to like swap tight ends or stream or whatever. <laughs> not yet, at like, least. <laughs> not yet. I mean, there will be buys, but like you know, did you have like was it just new daddy magic or what? Is there anything that you credit to to your decision making process on that sleepy day in North Seattle? <laughs> Well, it was, uh, I, I like having the bookend pick. Um, yeah, because you picked 12th, right? Right, right. Which, weirdly, since we expanded to uh, 12 teams, I've actually been the 12th pick like three out of the five years. I don't oh. know if that's supposed to happen, but Dang. that's what has happened. Probably not, <laughs> um, actually. <laughs> but yeah. but uh, it, I think when you have that pick, it's kind of like you get two picks to address needs and you're not going to have those players available the next time around when you pick. So it's sort of like, you're like, well, I want this person and I need this position and you kind of have to go out and do it as as opposed to like when you're like the sixth or seventh pick, it's like, well, maybe this person will be around the next time I come or maybe no one will take a quarterback between now and then. And, and I, I think you, um, roll the dice more in those other positions. Yeah. So, that, so you feel like you were able to be more, or you were in a position where you were more conservative, and maybe that conservatism sort of paid off a little bit, where you picked safer yeah, guys? Or? Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, in general, I, I like like my first four or five picks, I try to take pretty safe picks for the most part, you know, kind of like high-ceiling um, sure. people. Who, who Don't we all? Necess- yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, yeah, the one thing I kind of messed up on was um, I had had a draft the previous night, and my brain was still clicking over there. Oh, my where, gosh. Like, where rookies are very valuable because it's like a, a heavy keeper league. So that's yeah, kind of yeah. how I ended up with, with David Montgomery, which Chris, I think Chris Carson was still on the board at that point. So that that was a, a mistake that I, I wish I had back. But uh, uh, yeah, no, other, otherwise... Be I, fine. I, By the end of the season, you'll be fine. 
you yeah. know? Hopefully. It's it's the Bears, though, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, although, I mean, like, now you've got some, uh, some Washington team folks on your roster. you got Chris Thompson. That might work out. <laughs> maybe yeah so i well that so that uh you know speaking of of the baby brain i you know one thing that uh, happens this week which i don't think would have happened in previous years is i you know looked at my team on tuesday going into this week and realized i only had four running backs and two of them were on by and one of them was hurt so i didn't oh. actually have a, a yeah. second running back position so i was sure I was sniffing around a little bit to see uh if i could if i could make a make a trade um and then uh, what I did notice is that after waivers went through, um, Matt dropped uh, Chris Thompson, who yep. is playing the Dolphins this week. So I yep. put a small small claim for him in that that process this morning. So hopefully, hopefully that shakes out in in my favor, just as a one week little stopgap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, good luck with baby brain. I mean, so far you're killing it. You've got like the most points for in the entire league. You're in, mm-hmm. you know, have the first place record and uh you know very consistent player as usual so and you know it doesn't seem like it's affected you too much now of course the story of your season at least to me seems to be about that new england defense it's just like a cheat code for you um i don't know that any of us knew they would be that good this year i mean obviously looking at the schedule they had a great schedule Mm -hmm. but um as, as a washington fan how does it feel to just be dominating with the pats are you are you okay with it well, I, I mean, so I've, I've been a, when I, I came into the, uh, the Washington professional football team world, yes. um, was <laughs> when I, when I was in grad school, um, yes. my wife is a, is a big skins fan. She grew up in the DC area. Um, and they have pretty much been terrible the entire time I've been a fan. Yes. Um, so as a result, I think kind of fantasy has been more what I root for in, okay. in terms of, uh, football. So um, I, uh, I, I do not have convictions in, in that respect. Um, yeah, I went, uh, so to, I'll let, let you, to kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit in terms of like the draft prep yeah. I usually do is when I, when I look at defenses, especially in this league, because we only have three transactions a week, yes. I, I don't want to have to use one of those on a defense in the first few weeks, uh, ideally, because yeah. other, I've been other in that boat. stuff is happening. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, so what I usually do is I, I know I'm probably not going to get one of the top defenses, but what I'll do is I'll look at the um, teams that are ranked like, you know, from like five-ish to 15-ish and just see what their schedules look like. And yeah. my, my hope is to find like three or four teams that have like a nice first four weeks of their season. And yeah. so like the Bills had one, the Ravens had a nice start to like first three weeks. And uh-huh. then I saw the Patriots schedule. They have like a nice like nine weeks to start. So. Dude, it's nuts. <laughs> and they're really good this year. They're like, yeah. I mean, like historically good. But um, yeah, yeah I, I didn't expect them to be like averaging like a touchdown and a half each game. That's a, a pleasant surprise for sure. But um, <sighs> yeah. oh man, I you know the transaction limit. I've often railed against it. It's just you know as Matt says, that's the rules of this league. You got to play mm-hmm. within them, and I think that's great. I've been streaming. I think quarterback and t- uh, defense every okay. single week, and yeah, it's, yeah, it's you don't tricky. have much room. You do not have much room for any anything else. So. Yeah, I I tried. I I have a um, league with my college friends, and I tried doing the quarterback streaming approach. But the issue is, they all decided to like have a backup quarterback on their teams. Yeah, very very significant. Oh, it's bad. It's bad. (laughs) So yeah, I'm gonna try to take that lesson for next year. But um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, look how are ahead. how are you? Oh. I was gonna say how are you feeling? Conversely, you know the uh, oh my gosh, top to bottom uh, turnaround. <laughs> yeah, uh, not great, man. <laughs> not great. <laughs> I think I had some real dark times around week three or four, where okay. I was just like, you know, I I don't. I think due to some combination of luck and uh, effort and whatever else, mostly luck. Um, I've been a pretty. I've been a top the league mostly for the past few years where it's been mm-hmm. i've been middle to top and haven't had uh, huge injuries haven't had huge injuries affect me it just like it, everything's working out so this year opposite like just <laughs> everything's bad you know the players that i thought were gonna hit either got injured or are just horrible or something and i'm i'm in the basement and I don't mm-hmm. really see some any great way to dig myself out. I'm I'm really shooting for if I can slowly improve my team to the point where I can like win the beer bracket by the end of the season. <laughs> that's that's going to be good enough for me. But you know, I think um I think like all of us, you know, we're all very personally competitive. Where if there's mm-hmm. a game in front of us, we want to win it and we want to mm-hmm. be doing that. And just remembering you know that this is about fun it's about the friendship it's about you know all all the shenanigans and you know just bullshit that we do um (laughs) that it's it's about the competition but it's also about so much more than that and i think just getting into that headspace has been a lot healthier for me i still want to win every week and i still try to do everything i can to win every week but just separating out emotionally a little bit more because when everything's going great, it's really easy to just think that, Oh, I'm winning because I'm really great at this. And then (laughs) that's not always the case or at least, you know, uh, or everybody else got a lot better, but it's probably just, you know, there's some randomness there and and some bad decisions. So yeah, um, I'm working on it, but uh, yeah, I've I've got your team up here. I mean, like you picked up Darren Waller. That's like a great pickup. You've got AJ Green is back at practice now. So you've got some hope on the horizon at the very least. (laughs) There is some hope. I mean, the problem is that the the Bengals, I mean, I don't want to invest too hard in the Bengals. And I've also got (laughs) Joe Mixon. So I'm like, what am I doing? But uh, Joe Mixon is not great this year because their O-line is so much worse. And yeah. so they, they are really having a, a tough time. But earlier in the season, I was stashing A.J. Green. I was stashing Tevin Coleman, who was out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just I felt like with the limited bench spots that we had, I just didn't have that much room to like really do much or take chances or take a flyer or, or whatever. So mm-hmm. I kind of have been stuck. Uh, I feel like I have RB2s and wide receiver threes. <laughs> and a streaming quarterback and right. uh, you know i don't know so yeah and the the robert woods thing is is a bummer too because he's super good but just hasn't hasn't been doing it this year <laughs> he hasn't and you know he's dropped a couple passes or there have been a couple errant things where he was like in the end zone and about to score um there just been some some tough breaks there so yeah. you know we'll see we'll see how i can eke it out but i'm also looking forward to trying to be creative on videos when i lose and uh <laughs> you know just having fun with it any way i can have uh, the uh have the the seeds of doubt creeped in like have you started thinking about like what if i finish last like what what garment would i have to wear no no i'm no, not gonna okay. finish last there's <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't think you can go into it at, at week six thinking that you're gonna finish last yeah I, fair enough. <laughs> I think you know you gotta have eye of the tiger a little bit even if you're uh woefully handicapped uh okay. so yeah we'll see uh, if it happens, it happens. Now the garment is worst overall record, or is it loss? Is it last place in the playoffs? 
I believe it is last place at the end of the regular season. Okay. The, the playoffs are a little more that's like right, week that's to right. week crap shoot. Uh, so it's, it's more your, your yeah. body of work of yes. crap. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right here on the record. I will not <laughs> get last place in this league. Bold statement. <laughs> yeah, bold looking at my roster, man. Uh, so rivalry week, you know, we've had some some back and forth uh, mm-hmm. rivalries, you know, uh, some some high stakes playoff games over the years between the two of us. I'm, um, I'm your Buffalo Bills. I keep losing <sighs> in the finals. Yeah, <laughs> um, and you know, I just picked up Josh Allen again, so hopefully uh, yeah, he can we do well against Miami and and actually boost my score next week. But. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an easy rivalry this this year against my <laughs> roster. Uh, right here on the show, uh, you know, is there anything that we want to set up as far as oh, side bets? I did not come prepared. No, it's okay. This. I'm just... Um, uh, wait, what week is it? Next we week. To, like, it's we- next oh, week. Oh, it's next week. Oh, wow. Oh, gosh. Uh, did you have anything in mind? I guess we'll start there. <laughs> um, You know... I'm not I, I don't have a New York the, trip coming up. This no, no, no. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, obviously not. And and I'm out of Seattle trips uh, for the next little bit. But um, you know, I gotta say, things with food and food challenges seem okay. really interesting and difficult to me this year. Rather okay. than just drink a beer, because I mean, drink a beer, I'll already do that. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I'll just plant that seed, and maybe we can figure something out over there. Okay. Maybe like a, a dice game with a blender or, or something like Oof. that, perhaps. Oh, uh, God. Yeah. <laughs> that would be painful. I would do it. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Is there um, anybody now, other rivalries, because we've got the historic rivalry and like the official rivalry week, I think. Mm. Or, I don't even know if we have it officially in Yahoo this year. But um, mm. is there anybody else that you're thinking right now that, that you're targeting? in terms of oh man like when i when i play this person i really got to bring it because we've got i mean uh, craig's posting a lot of points mm-hmm. uh we got scott posting a lot of points beach and john are doing real well mm-hmm. um you know who's i think who's the there, there's who's the no threat? one yeah I, I don't know if there's anyone necessarily who i'm like i have to beat them because it's going to upset me if i lose to them okay. um but I, I i would say so i so, so john and i uh, we have kind of that link in that um you know we we both had babies within like five days of one another so yes. I, john john beat me uh in week one um when we were at our most That's high. right so so maybe uh, I, I think we play another one another again later in the year, which could potentially, if we continue to both be successful, like determine uh, who gets a buy. So, so that's probably one I have my eye on. Okay. Um, Craig Craig is a very explosive team, and yes. I, I just saw I finally dropped D.D. Westbrook a couple weeks ago. I, I lost all hope in him. Yeah. Um, but then I saw Craig just picked him up, so I feel like that's going to yeah. bite me in the ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and for some reason, I always seem to lose to Glenn in years past. I, mean, I shouldn't say for some reason. Obviously, Glenn's a, a you know solid player as well. Yeah. But I just like cannot beat him, and I, I finally beat him a couple weeks ago, which I was I was happy about. So yeah, and I he guess just lost was... last week, so he's three and two. But he has a good roster. He has a good team this year. Mm-hmm. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess I guess those are those are the big ones. Um, honestly, it's been I, I've been like kind of psyched at how positive like the chat has been and um, everything like that this year. I think I think there's been times and like I'm obviously responsible for it at times where it does get a little chippy in there, and I feel like it's just been a yeah um, 
a fun ride so far this year. So. I, I think it has. I think we're chippy about the football more than against each other this right, year, right. which uh, <laughs> has been positive. Uh, we've already, and I don't know, just like another sign of that positivity, we've had some big trades happening already. Uh-huh. Like we've had some big players go on, on the on the block there and, and people are trying to figure out ways to maybe work together or exploit each other. And yeah, I like sure. that interaction, you know? I, I uh-huh. like that a lot. Um, I was trying, man, I think, did everybody give a potential trade to Matt for uh, <laughs> for that? Were you hit for, with that as well where he was looking for a running back? I, I was. So I, I was also looking for a running back because, as we were talking before, I, I only had one healthy and playing yeah, 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 running yeah, yeah. back. So, yeah. so I was like exploring that initially and then Matt sent the thing out to the whole group and I was like, oh, I should probably move a little faster on this. So I, you know, hit up a, a few people to, to see what was out there. But I, I didn't, I, I think Matt and my team are constructed somewhat similarly okay. in that we have, I got to bring his team up here, but um, I think we have a lot of like wide receiver to flex worthy type players on uh-huh. our team. And it's yeah. like, that's where we have depth. So that's what we, would try to move if we were to try to move something in a trade. So yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if we're necessarily as we're also playing one another this week. So I, I yeah, you know, there's you no probably way. don't want to trade with someone who yeah. you're about to play. Pete <laughs> offered me a trade this week and I'm playing Pete and I'm like, dude, no, <laughs> I, uh, when I, when, and I'm, I'm, we can talk about this a little bit more in depth, but when Wayne Gallman had that big, Oh uh, yeah. Week at week initially, um, I was like, let me try to move him right now. Mm-hmm. And um, I was playing Tom the following week who has Saquon. I was like, well, that's really my like main trade partner in this scenario. So I guess that's not happening. And yeah. then he went out and got a concussion and then I dropped him. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean, so you spent a lot of fab on, on I did. Uh, Wayne Norman, <laughs> but you got a lot out of him for that short time. I, did. I mean, it, it won. It, it, one year, a couple up, weeks, maybe. Yeah, well, well, Pete brought up something interesting in the chat this week, um, where he, I think, uh, Beege, I want to say, like spent twelve dollars on, on Jared, Jared Goff, Goff or something and like I that. And I was sort of calling him out, mostly out of a little bit of bitterness because I bid like two dollars on Jared Goff. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but Pete, Pete said something that I thought was interesting, where it was like, um, you know, if if he spends twelve dollars and if that gets him a win this week, it's worth it. And I, I was kind of thinking to myself, like, what? Like, I, I don't know the answer to this, but, like, what is the value of a win, like, in terms of fab money? Like, if you could just yeah. go into a week and be like, I, I have a close matchup, but if I spend this much fab, it'll just give me a win. Like, what is that value over the course of the season? I, I don't actually know the answer to that, but it was yeah. an interesting kind of yeah. thought. I mean, and it also depends on where you're at. If you're playing yeah. kind of big stack and you, and you have one of the better records and uh-huh. and you have a relatively intact roster, you uh-huh. know, um, maybe you have fewer times where you need to buy your way into right. that improvement or out of a bye week or something like that. Uh-huh. Whereas if you're sort of if you're punching up, you know, maybe it is it is worth that risk, right. I suppose. But yeah, yeah my, it's not, my, it's not just a hundred dollars divided by 16, right? There's, there's other right. stuff that goes into it. I'm for sorry. Sure, you were for sure. say. Oh, I was just going to say like my, so obviously I'm disappointed with how the, the Wayne Gallman thing ended. I picked him up in all three leagues for, you know, between like 20 and $26 each Yeah, time, but, but you had him for um, two weeks where he scored big, you know? 
Yeah, it was like a week and a quarter, and then he got hurt. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, but so my obviously I'm disappointed with how it worked out. But I, I thought like the it's one of those things where it's like if you do the process that should make sense enough times, you know, hopefully you, you went out more often than not. Yeah, I, my yeah, my yeah. attitude with like spending all that money was a like how else are you going to get a starting running back like someone's got to get injured or or you got to make a trade yes um and then b i was like well you know 26 is a lot of money but they're saying saquon could be out for between four and eight weeks that seems a lot for a high ankle sprain but even like even if it was four weeks for example that's about like i think six or seven bucks a week and it's like i'd rather have someone who i know will start and get 15 touches a game every oh, yeah. single week and spend a lot of money on the top end versus spend six or seven dollars every week to you know try to pick up uh, like Latavius Murray or something so I I thought the process made sense but the uh, execution <laughs> didn't work no I, I I completely agree and that's that's I think that's a principle called like basic strategy where if you have like an underlying sort of strategy about what you're doing and it hits more often than not you're gonna like eventually be you know, okay. But, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have unlimited fab. You spent a, a big chunk. I mean, it wasn't like 50 bucks, but, yeah. you know, it was a lot. And yeah. hopefully that's, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if, if you can find other situations like that where you can, where you can hit big, um, and I, mm-hmm. I sort of am reluctant to say this out loud to everyone in the league, but <laughs> that's what we're talking about, uh, yeah. where if you can find those times where you can buy a starter, that seems so much mm. more valuable than chipping away with $5 here, $5 there. Yeah, know? for sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, man. Uh, cool. Well, uh, do you have any other questions for me? I, I feel like we've been covering a lot of ground here. Um, I, you know, I had brainstormed a couple, but then it, it uh, disappears in my head. Do you have any uh, predictions for the, for the rest of the league or for the rest of the, uh, the year? Any, anyone you see is like a, um, fast riser anyone that seems like a, a sinking ship to you sure i mean like well beach has won the last four games like okay. look yeah, out yeah. for beach he's been he's been doing really really well he's also made a lot of moves on the waiver wire but they've mostly panned out so mm-hmm. he's playing pretty darn smart mm-hmm. um let's see if i'm looking at just like who's in what place at this point mm. i maintain my own set of stats that i calculate oh, wow. uh which is kind of <laughs> weird uh but it's a thing i do tom is actually um in terms of like the averages week to week he should mm. be like in fourth place but right now he's in seventh or eighth and okay. so he has a roster that's sort of it's gonna at least it's been looking way better than it shows so he also has the least amount of points scored against him, which, uh, yeah, that's part of the calculation, (laughs) (laughs) but he, he has the least. And so does John, you know, Okay. John's been backing it up by scoring better than average on, Mm -hmm. uh, on points. And then, you know, like right now you have far and away the most points that you've been scoring (laughs) per week. And that's been a lot. Craig Mm -hmm. has a lot, although it's been streakier. Um, Mm -hmm. Colin and I have been taking up the caboose there. And so uh, yeah, I, have, I have 200 more points than Colin. That's probably not a good thing after four five weeks. <laughs> it's, it's not. So I think, you know, my predictions, um, 
if I have any predictions, it's that uh, Tom's going to rise a bit. Beej is really going to be a force this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Colin and I have a lot of work to do. Yeah. I, I, I was, you know, so I've, I've been to the finals three years. I've lost you twice. And, and Colin and I had that weird, I won, but then there was a stat correction. So it was a tie. But oh, then God. I had like a better, I won the head-to-head during the season. So they gave it to me. Yes. Um, so I feel like you and Colin have been um, sort of the main competition, like deep in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I, I must say I'm slightly pleased to see you guys in the uh, 11, and, <laughs> yeah. 11 and 12 no, spot right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those years. Um, so, you know, I, the thing is with Colin is very fierce competitor. So even if mm-hmm. he and I are just fighting to not be last, it's going to be yeah. a really good battle. So For sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Otherwise, just looking forward to uh, looking forward to the side bets. Looking forward to uh, hopefully um, getting the brunch stuff all squared away. Oh yeah, and people over in yeah, November. So very cool. Um, um, yeah. I was very pleased to be there for the draft, but I am sorry to miss the brunch. But you know, no geography. worries. We'll uh, we'll take advantage of your baking prowess at some other point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's just fine. Um, but yeah, I guess uh, good luck to you, Drew. Hope it keeps yeah. working out. Um, you, you as know, well. <laughs> good luck uh, with the new baby, and hopefully your dad brain will normalize and equalize. Maybe it'll make you worse at fantasy football. So well, <laughs> well one, one thing that I have benefited from the baby is I, I often uh, am up with her during the graveyard shift, and that's, oh, yeah. when, waivers, that's when waivers process. So I yes. actually um, have a first crack at the uh, free players. Yeah, it's you and Because I'm, I'm up at 3 a.m. anyway. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you're lucid enough, for sure. That's, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's great. Well, but, um, yeah, thanks again for making the time, man. And, yeah, thank, uh, you, uh, thank you for having me on. Well, that's it for our show this week. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening to the extra long episode, but I hope you enjoyed the interview with Drew and hearing his insights. And everybody have a great week six, except for my opponent, uh, as usual. But uh, yeah, and before we go, I guess here's what Jay Cudler is up to. He's up to nothing. He is poker facing. I drank kefir for you, man. And what 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 are you getting me? Nothing. Nothing. I'm. I don't have any divine luck. I guess AJ Green is back at practice. Uh, so Drew says. I. I don't know how much to put in that, but uh, you know, maybe I need another prayer to the uh, to the goat. So we'll see. Uh, have a great week six, everybody. Bye. What D R A M A drama? <laughs> right there. Yep. For.